keep your drug paraphernalia at home. Welcome to the Sunday Grand Podcast. We are two brothers. We have good coffee and a little bit of explicit language. My name is Matt. With me is my brother, Bib. Say howdy. Howdy. We are going for zero mic hits this week. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's that's the goal. Bad. That's the goal. Okay. June 12th, 612, divided by two. What? Uh, 612. Oh. Yeah. And it's episode 43? 43. Oh, boy. Good morning. I'm still waking up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, well, people. That's what happens when it's a Sunday morning. I yep. Much. Yep. You figured this much, too, huh? Somebody's Siri went off. What? Well, I guess my Siri went off, apparently. Sorry. Was that like a, a British dude? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fine. I was just, I heard this voice out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you go. know. Um, How's you doing? Fine. Yep. My eyes are itching like crazy yeah. from the allergies. And I took a pill, too, so this is with a pill. <laughs> yeah. So if I start sneezing or or whatever, yeah, you'll... Yeah, just everything's starting to open up a little you'll more. You'll know why, yeah. I guess. Oh, I finally cut my backyard yesterday, too. That took a while. And I, I, I push limp limp push limp limp push limp. It was push. more like you know you go you go about twenty feet and then you have to like unclog the the um, the shoot the shoot yeah. and then you go about twenty feet and you have to unclog the shoot. It was a trudge, but I did it because I had to do it. Luckily, your your backyard is only like fifteen feet deep. Oh, uh, a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's not the size of the backyard; it's how you use it. It's the size of. The <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah, it was so it was sure. necessary to do, and I uh, so I, I that could be what is bothering me so much is still like the grass or whatever from yesterday bothering me, but I am not not comfortable right now with my eyes. Mm. Anyway, so you had quite a week. You. You shelled out a chunk of money for cars, I heard. Yeah. (laughs) $2,700 roughly between two cars. Yep. They needed it, though. But you had the, was was it the torque converter for the the van? Yep, torque converter on the van. And then your... My car was uh, coil coil packs and uh, spark plugs. Oil packs. Yep. What the hell is a coil pack? Basically, it's taking over the um, instead of having uh, plugs and uh, wires, you know, the um, spark plug wires and stuff like that, going to a um, oh my god a distributor. Yes. Instead of that, everything's in there. The distributor's inside, and it's all sent electrical. Oh. So okay. So it's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be better. Okay, better that's, for them or better for you? <laughs> it's better. It's supposed to be better for electric. It's supposed to be better for like overall performance. There's no wire, you know. There's no wire to short out or anything like that. It just goes right on top of the spark plug and it fires when it gets an impulse from the computer. Okay, so it was easy. I mean, it was honestly easy, easy enough to do. It took me about an hour, not even. It okay, was, I was in. I'm, I had done it before, but it's just like with the four cylinder and you know four spark plugs, four four coil packs done. 
Okay. I was driving my car. Again. So is it like a like a almost <clears throat> like a cartridge or something you put on it or because with the like back in the old days it was a spark plug wire so yeah. it was like this like <laughs> like Christmas lights you open it up and it's this is this like yeah. thing of wires. No, and it's a it's like <clears throat> for mine it's a it looks like the end of a spark plug wire. Then it comes up and there's a little uh, electrical impulse on the top of it and it, that gets bolted to the engine and. You, the uh, the sleeve goes down over the spark plug. Oh, so, oh all right, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, a bunch of. Well, I, when I had the Cadillac, the shit shit shitalac. <laughs> oh, uh, it was a fine car for a couple <coughs> of years. When it was new, sure. No, but you you got it used, and you knew you were going to have it for just a couple of years. I was planning it. I only had it for a year and year and three months. Okay. Well, there you go. I was looking for I was looking for at least two years out of it. <laughs> um, no, uh, when I when I got the parts for that, uh, the guy goes, "You could buy any coil packs if you want for the your, for this." He's like, "But get AC Delco spark plugs. It won't like anything else." So yeah. I took his warning and I did that. I bought the excuse me. I bought the plugs the AC Delco spark plugs for it, and it ran fine. Uh-huh. I bought, when I went to fix my car, I bought other stuff, and it didn't run. <laughs> it didn't like it at all. No? No. So I had to go back to Ford and get the correct stuff, and it likes it likes everything I put into it. You know, when people start talking <coughs> about car parts You're and like, engines and stuff? like, nope, don't care. You know what I hear? This is what I hear. You ready? <laughs> Here at Rockwell Automation's world headquarters, research has been proceeding to develop a line of automation products that establishes new standards for quality, technological leadership, and operating excellence. <laughs> Here we go. With customer success as our primary focus, work has been proceeding on the crudely conceived idea of an instrument that would not only provide inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, oh, yeah, I think I've seen this but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal gram meters. Such an instrument comprised of Dodge gears and bearings, Reliance electric motors, Allen Bradley controls, and all monitored by Rockwell Software is Rockwell Automation's retroencabulator. Now basically, the only new principle <laughs> yeah. involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it's produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and yeah. capacitive directions. Yeah, yeah. So you have no fucking clue. Talking. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing <laughs> in such a way that the okay. two spring yeah, 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 yeah. run a direct it. line with a panometric fan. The yep. lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, Marzal's so face. fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that lunar side fumbling was effectively prevented. <laughs> yeah. so that's what I think anytime somebody starts talking about car stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. or yeah. you uh, just get the whole thing. like anytime the like the the engineers come out on the floor and they start talking about. Uh, you know, whatever they're anything and yeah anything There's, that they're doing to make you know the parts yeah, we're do this. You're, you're just like that just goes to my head and then it's like and then it's like homer simpson's head with the monkey with the symbols yeah and he's yeah, like yeah. uh-huh 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 anyway yeah i didn't mean to take up so much time with that i thought it would get to it a little bit quicker but yeah, the no. it's just gobbledygook it's yeah. just complete babble yeah but it's it's fantastic the way the guy does it. He does it with a straight face. That must have taken forever to do. Yeah, with a straight course. face. Anyway, um, 
But your cars are running fine now. Fuck, cars are running fine now. Yes, very good. <coughs> uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of money. Yep, you're a lot lighter in the pocketbook. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways. All right, well, let's do the thing. Yes. Not that one. Nope. <laughs> God damn, Jimmy. The buttons That's are... some serious gourmet shit. Buttons aren't working this morning with my fingers. Okay, so, yeah, we have... Uh, what do we have? Uh, what do we have? Um, I don't know. So you gave me you 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 opened up a brown bag and poured beans and ground them and poured them in a, in a yeah in a cup for me yep mm-hmm. so, so this you, is my my coffee okay this is coffee I uh, uh, roasted about three or four days ago and it's Rwanda mm. so I got it from Roastmasters and they don't have it on the website right now sons of bitches so I couldn't look up the exact. Um, Specification. The, this, the, yeah, the exact like nerdiness coffee of it. However, um, it is worth worth ex- talking about Rwanda's coffee history in general, just because yeah. it's not a coffee. Uh, it's not an area that you think coffee is from, or if it is from, it's if it's any good. So um, I just wanted to uh, read a quick. Uh, it's it's about five paragraphs. Of, of information about Rwanda's coffee history that I wanted to read from the internet. And it's something to think about when you're uh, at a roaster's and they're doing something as daring as a different type of coffee that you may have never heard of. You know, So if you see like a, um, like a Rwanda or a, uh, there's some other ones too, like, uh, like we, we don't typically see Vietnam as a coffee producer, but they do coffees. Mm. So, you know, try something a little bit different. Yeah. You know, the Colombian and the, the, the Guatemalan coffees are great. The Costa Rican coffee is great. Yep. But if you, if you haven't heard of the area, yeah. you may want to give it a try because like you might Swedish, like Swedish coffee. Yeah. Well, or, yeah, that too. Yeah. Or, you know, what I'm getting at, though, is you might wind up actually supporting an area of the world that has wonderful coffee, but it hasn't been developed enough. Right, is what I'm getting. And you at. might find so, a, a new flavor and a new a new taste that you like. So yeah. So the Anyways, um, let's continue on. Yeah. So this is kind of a mix of like a topic of the week along with an actual coffee tasting because. Um, you know, I'm going to read a little bit about the history of the coffee. It's also a little bit of you know supporting. Um, uh, you know, different areas of of of, of uh, the world that coffee comes from that you may not have heard of. Like, oh, for <coughs> example, Iron Bean does that that Malabar coffee, the Monsoon Malabar. Yes, that's another one you should try. Just just because it's different, just because it's not a place you may have ever heard of that that does coffee. Like, you know, you sit down at a restaurant or at your friend's house and you say, "Oh, what kind of coffee is this?" They're gonna say, "Oh, it's you know." Sumatra or it's, you know, Colombian or whatever, Brazilian or whatever. So, you know, if you haven't heard of it, give it a try. It's it's worth it. Rwanda's in East Africa. Yeah, it's worth trying for once. And if you wind up liking it, then it's a great surprise. And if you don't like it, you've tried something different. You've opened up your palate a little bit and, you know. Or you could be like me, just stick with your guns. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Stick with. So um, I, it's what I like. This is, I'm not going to do this. Anyway. I'm going to link this article in the show notes, but I'm pretty much going to read the whole thing because it's not very long. I want to say if it's 15 or 20 sentences total, that's about what it is. All right, maybe a little bit more, but and go. Yeah, Rwanda's coffee history is what the title is. So when most people think of Rwanda, they immediately think of the horrific genocide that took place over 24 years ago and left a million people dead. Yep. 
though the Rwandan genocide against the Tutsi is a big part of the nation's history, there's a perhaps an even bigger part that is rewriting its future, the Rwandan coffee industry. Rwanda's coffee history dates back to the late 1930s when the Belgian colonial empire forced Rwandan farmers to plant an abundance of coffee trees. This ultimately created a low-quality, low-price trap, which was a bane for the entire nation. Uh, Rwandan farmers also lacked the proper infrastructure necessary to wash and process so much coffee. Whatever coffee was actually produced was often of the poorest quality. So stop, let's, uh-huh. let me stop right there. I'm, okay. Because I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yep. Okay, so they, they planted trees to trap the people there to keep them working? Is that what it, is that what it sounds like I'm, you're um, reading, I'm reading? Or you're, what you're reading? I think, I think it became sort of like the, the lowest common denominator coffee. So like... Um, you get you get into an economic like uh, situation. Like I, I'll use Walmart as an example. Okay. All right. They're such a big company; they can buy stuff so cheaply that nobody else can compete with them. Right. Right. So you wind up; it's not even worth you know competing with. Right. right. So the the same kind of thing that they did with this low pro, uh, quality, low price trap. So they've got them trapped into making low quality uh, coffee because it was so cheap. Okay, and I, I, I believe just, that's what they're saying. Okay, because like like I said, what it sounded like to me was that you know after everything happened in '94, um, yeah, they planted trees. Well, this keep, was before. Keep, also, this was I'm sure it was during the like, 1930s, and, and they just didn't have any. You know, it's just like they just trapped the people there to keep them working, and then. Well, they were generating coffee, but it was often like poor quality. Right. Okay. So, and they just that—that's what they were known for. They were known for like the cheap coffee. Okay. Right. All right. So I'm sorry. Continue on. Uh, no, it's okay. So today, the Rwandan coffee industry is producing some of the highest quality coffee in the world. The mm-hmm. coffee industry in Rwanda has been responsible for creating jobs as well as boosting small farmer expenditure and consumption. By joining this once broken community, they now work side by side in in complete harmony growing and processing the highest quality coffee beans in the world. This resulted in the rebirth of the Nakora washing station, which is not only the first washing station in Rwanda, but also the largest, allowing a part of Rwandan history to tie directly into the making of Kivu Noir, which I guess is a kind of Rwandan coffee. Okay. These developments were made possible by leaders who recognized the potential in the coffee industry. They began lowering trade barriers and lifting restrictions on coffee farmers. Then, Rwanda developed a strategy focused on the production of high-quality beans. The leaders of Rwandan coffee industry, bleh, of the Rwandan coffee industry, found out that prices on specialty coffee beans often remain quite stable, even when lower-quality coffee, uh, coffee prices fall. But the farmers didn't have to switch the type of coffee beans they were producing. Instead, they focused on paying special attention to the best growing practices, which improved the quality of the coffee. Not too much longer. Just a couple more sentences. No, no. Specialty coffee in Rwanda has been processed for over 15 years. This led to profits, which has allowed Rwandan coffee farmers to send their children to school, build new homes, and reinvest in their own plantations. It has also had a direct impact on Rwanda itself, becoming one of the cleanest and safest countries in Africa. It also has the highest uh, participation of women in parliament compared to other countries. This rebuilding of the community has allowed a nation that once was torn apart to come together and unite for a better future. A future in which not only their country can flourish, but the community that sustains it as well. So <coughs> the next time you decide to drink a cup of coffee, 
and take the time to find out where it came from. If your coffee came from Rwanda, remember what you're drinking helped rebuild a once broken nation. Yeah. Okay. So, so it sounds like they, they took they took a shitty thing and said, fuck you, we're going to make the best out of this. And they did. They made Well, they made, decided that they were going to focus on better quality instead yeah. of lower prices. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like they, 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 they got it. You know, they just seemed like they, they get the shitty hand and said, well, you know what? Even though I got, I got two twos, I'm still going to beat your ass with those four aces. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, yeah. So anyway, so this is the coffee that I bought and okay. roasted. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a bit on the darker side because you know, that's my, that's my thing. Uh, it didn't get too dark. So I think I roasted it to first crack. Uh, which uh, might even, uh, you know, be a problem for some drinkers out there, especially with the Rwandan coffee. Like, apparently online they say that it, you should roast it, m- like, light to medium. Okay. And I say, fuck all that shit, just go dark. Because I want <laughs> <laughs> No. You're like, uh, I, I like my shit dark. Well, you know, I, f- I think... Um, you know, generally speaking, yeah, that might bring out all of the the nuances that that people are talking about with the coffee. But mm-hmm. I think my argument would be that that no matter how you um, how you roast the coffee, you're still going to get some of that flavor no matter what. Because you know, good coffee is still good coffee if it's light or dark, right? Yeah. That's my. Yep. It's kind of my thing. Kind of well, like as of right now, there's three coffee shops that are open in in Rwanda, Kivu Noir. Uh-huh. Kivu Coffee Shop and Alaskan Rwanda Cafe. Okay. Okay. Well, that works, that I works. guess. Anyways, let's... Uh, so let's give it a try. Uh, up. There's no, like, tasting notes per se because, I, like I said, I, I the bag has been thrown away and it's been gone. Sons of bitches. Yeah, so it's... Um, I can't actually say exactly where it's from um, well, we know without it's making a mistake. It's Rwandan coffee. Yep. Uh, I know a guy that I, I roasted this and I brought some into work. He, I know a guy too. Yeah, well, he's, he's the guy, and he loves this coffee. He said this is like his favorite coffee. So with that in mind, if you want, give it a try. Mugs, Mugs up and see what we Mugs think. Mugs up. <laughs> Definitely tell it's dark. Yep. Darker. It's a little bit bitter. But in the like in the dark chocolate way, there's no, it's it's not, there's no. I mean the bitter, and it's not a bad thing. No, it's like dark chocolate bitter. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's easy. It's an easy to drink coffee. There's no, and it leaves it leaves the mouth like right away. There's low acidity, which I like. It's what happens when you burn the coffee. I'm kidding. It's no. not burned, but it. Uh, it was dark. For dark, this is actually a really nice, nice even, you know, uh, nice round flavors. There's no, okay, there's no sharp flavors. You know, what I mean? all right. Like, and again, uh, this isn't like uh, this is something I could probably re- reproduce if I if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Oh God, the allergies are catching up to me. Yeah. Uh, um, I could reproduce it because I have the I have the curves on my computer saved, um, but I think I would probably ease off on the time. I would probably you know go back about thirty seconds or maybe even a whole minute before I before I drop, just because I think it this kind of coffee would 
benefit from that. Yeah, maybe, and you know, it's but, got but a. The, the thing is with the dark, it's actually not bad. I mean, it's it's, it's got a little bit of a citrus twang to it. Yeah, like the notes, good. like uh, the notes in there are are, are interesting because it, it like it, it reminds me of kind of like Indian food where it's like you're assaulted by flavor in in different phases. So like it's it's like. The initial flavor, and then it's like after you've swallowed, and you still have like flavors dancing around in your mouth, and they're dif- they're different. Yeah. And this is the kind of same thing with me. I think this is the it, it's that initial kind of bittersweet, and it, it it's good, and then it kind of finishes with like a bit of a citrus on the tongue. I could see that the citrus. I, yeah. I can. I can. And it's a good thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. But it's like really like chocolate lemon or chocolate orange when you think about it you know yeah, yeah it's gonna go with it like uh it's like uh, a, almost like a creamy dark chocolate you know what i mean like a because i mean like I, a yeah, yeah i see know, what you, I, I know what you're you saying know, it's not it's not a it's not like a you know like a, a 96 percent cacao no no this like, is more just bitter chocolate this is more creamy yeah it's somebody somebody took the time you know to de- to develop a nice tasting yeah, dark chocolate for a dark, it's it's really nice. Yeah. For a dark roast. Okay. Um, it's something that I think I you know, I would put in. Keep going. I gotta go. I gotta <coughs> yeah, get no, a tissue. Um, uh, you know, this will go in the in the you know the continue on in my uh, rotation of coffees. As far as and now going to my and I hate you know I, I always use this going to the grandma grandpa. They would sit there and be like they'd see the, you know they'd taste. It being a little bitter and dark, and they'd be like, "Oh, this is strong," and we, you know, we, I, we I don't agree. Know that. I agree. This would this would not be a coffee you would serve to people who weren't interested in it, right? Um, but it's not, <clears throat> you know, if you were to say roast it the way you were talking about, which was you know, take it out a minute, half a minute earlier, whatever. Yeah, it probably would be just right about where they would want it. Maybe you know, maybe. And but this is not. This is really good for. You know, a little darker than yeah. what, you, what, and you were like, you know, you're like, screw it, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah, it's all you're you're still learning. Yeah, it's also a I learning mean, curve. Exactly, you know, exactly. You're trying to figure everything out, and um, as far as the dark, I think it's really delicious. Yeah, like you know? I found with my with the Colombian that I've been doing, I find that the darker I go, the better I think it tastes for you, for me. Yeah. What about people? What about other people? Well, I have sold and given it to some other people, okay. and they've all liked it. At, at the darker? Yeah, on okay. the darker side, okay. yeah. Right. Now, does that mean I couldn't take and do a lighter roast? Because there are companies that, there are um, roasters that do that. They just do one coffee, light, medium, dark. They call it three different coffees. They're all like, you know, they can just say, oh, they're South American coffees or right. whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, to be vague. There's, and there, then, there's one large company out there that does that as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. They're, We're not going to name them. <laughs> but but and, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's no. nothing wrong with it. It's just that, um, you know, it, as long as they taste good, you know, and you can find coffees that do that, that yeah. that take you know three or four or five different roasts very very well, and then just market those. Yeah. Um, you know, but then you're kind of uh, how do I say it the right way? And again, it's not. It's not. I'm not trying to shit on anybody because it's not exact. It's not how I mean it at all. Um, you're focusing more on the name of the company, yes, 
than you are the the, the areas of the world that the coffees are coming yeah. from. You know, you're not. It's kind of like giving <clears throat> uh, giving um, a chef, you know, one big steak and having him cook it three ways. It's going to be good. Yeah. Or you can give the chef three different types of beef, you know, Argentinian, you know, Canadian and something else, whatever. Kobe, Japan, what, yeah, yeah. Kobe, yeah. And have them cook them, you know, specific to what those characteristics of flavor are. Right. They're both, and there's no wrong way. Yeah. It's just, I think it would be a little bit more adventurous the second way where right. you have three or four different, you know, areas Con- of the yeah. world it comes from yeah. and have, have the roaster, um, um, Bring out the qualities of the of those coffees because right. that's what a good chef would do. That's what a good roaster would do. And, yeah, definitely. It's uh, uh it, it and, does and, taste good. And I'm, and again, I'm not shitting on the company that does the you know one type of coffee three different ways. That is also a great thing. I, I think I think at that point you're 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 uh you're I say it the right way. You're buying into the name and the reputation of the company yep. rather than the coffee itself. Yep. You you know it's going to be good coffee. You don't, but it's not as important where the coffee came from. Right. You just know that it's going to be good, uh, and I'm going to buy it from them because the 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 marketing is great and you know the reputation of their co- coffee yeah. is good. Yeah. You know that that's I guess the best way I can try to explain it. And I and everybody has their own business model. You know. It's yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, it's just like that that the that company does. You know, they do yeah. one cough the one coffee. Ten different ways, right? And you've got other companies that buy like the the more inferior coffee, in quotes, because it's you know cheaper, and they do a good job roasting it, and they sell it, and they market the hell out of it, and people love it. Yeah, you know. So, and you got the same thing. You know, okay, let's not even go with the specialty coffees. Let's go with commercial coffees like Folgers. Yeah, you know, it's robusta coffee. It's they they found something that works. Yep. They market the hell out of it, and yep. people. People know that the best part of waking up yep. is what having coffee in your cup. Folgers in your cup. <laughs> I have, I have. Best See? part of waking up is making sure you're alive. It's being on this side. Of well, the there's grass. that too. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. My mug rating because you're not going to do it this week. Oh right, because it's so your I coffee. Guess, I guess I can't. Well, I could. I could. I could try to rate your, Oh, five to five. Yeah. No, I wouldn't rate um, it as a five. For a dark. Huh? It is a really good dark. It is something I would, like I said, keep in my 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 arsenal as co- at coffee of coffees at home. Um, I again, I wouldn't try. I wouldn't bring this out for grandma and grandpa because it might be a little too bitter for them. Might, this is and, that craft beer that you found at a store that you like that you're gonna like give to your other craft beer buddies people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to try because it's something that's interesting or different or whatever. Yeah. Um, God, how many pounds of how many pounds of this have you roasted prior to this? Here, like this is the first one. Uh, prior to this, us tasting. I didn't get a lot. I think I got a total of five pounds. Okay, and this was the last of it. Okay. So this was the last like pound of this. So five. you you've done other roasts of this before, and they've all been a similar right. Okay, type of roast. Yeah, because I have it like curved out on the the artisan software. Okay, so. For a dark, this is a really good dark. Okay. It's, I'm, you know, um, I'm going to go four. Really? Yeah. It's a really, four. it's a really good dark roast. I'm very, very happy with it. I, I'm not, nothing's offensive to me. 
as far as far as my taste. Well, that's buds. good. I don't want to offend you. No, I mean, it's, as far as my taste, but <laughs> some some of them, some dark roasts are really really bitter or really really something's really really pungent in there. You know, it, just, and just not, not pungent, but it, it's 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 something's really sticking out as far as as the taste of the flavors. I know what you're saying. It's um, can it's you a, recall the last time a dark roast coffee kind of hit you the wrong way? Let me go back. <laughs> okay, just just as a as a uh, as a like a, a uh, reference point because I know that hmm. I, mm-hmm. trying to figure out the dark rose and the dark rose. <laughs> he's going. He's looking back. He's yeah, got I know. his little book. I know. Um, <clears throat> see, I can't think of the dark because I, I can't think dark roasts. I'm trying okay. to. Okay. Um, some of them were good. Some of them were, uh, you know. Okay. Uh, um. Cheapers. No, it's fine. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Like I don't yeah. want to. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't think of. Okay, that's fine. That's. <clears throat> fine. I mean, there's some. I mean, there's some dark roast that it's you know like. Um, I used to really like Starbucks Komodo Dragon. Yeah. And after a while, it just turned my stomach. Maybe every once in a while, getting a cup of it would probably be fine. But well, tastes change over time yeah. as well. Um, but that one was really, really harsh, and it was, it was. I mean, it other than other other than that, it was good. It was just very harsh at the time. And okay, I, and it just my it kind of got to my stomach because well, it was, it was that's a, all I was drinking. It was a while. heavy coffee too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, from um, what I remember. Yeah, um, I don't. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't know. But no, All right. four, I'm giving a four. So Okay. Well, I would objectively, taking any kind of ego out of it, I would say it's, to me it's between a 3.5 and a 3.75. Okay. Um, because I think I can do better. So 3.625? Well, I, I would say 3.5. Three, <laughs> three, we'll say 3.5 just because okay. there's room to improve. It's not bad. No. It's not bad at all. No, for, for a first... Dark roast off of this. Everything you did was was lighter, correct? No, everything has been about this okay. same so thing. Every, no, I mean as far as from the the, the Rwanda. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all the same curve. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Just, Once I found something that I that I thought was decent, I kind of I kept it kept it at that that recipe, so to speak. Right. So, um, you know, so it's all about the same. Right. And, I, and it's fine. I, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. I think I could do better. I think I could figure out a way. <clears throat> That's I like that. I like to hear you saying that. Yeah. You know. Well, I'd have to buy more of it, but they don't have any more of it. So yeah. you know, I have I to wait till, <laughs> wait till the harvest season. Uh, and let's find out if the... Uh, Anyways. The place that I bought the big the big thing of coffee from Colombia in here, if they have anything similar to this. What you, okay, so three, five <clears throat> for you, four for me. Not bad for a first dark roast f- that I'm tasting from you. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, All right. So there is one coffee from the, the supplier that I was using. It's sold out, but it would it have been four dollar, f- almost five dollars a pound, which is a lot. Yeah. But and their it, their description is caramel, dried apricot, fig, green apple, star fruit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, interesting. I like that. I like hearing that you're you are uh, you. I could do better. So yeah, I want to. I want to try. I'd like to see this happen. You know, I want to see you ha- do this better. 
at some point. Yes. So. Yes. All right. <clears throat> okay. Let's move on. Uh, all right. Well, we don't have really a topic of the week. I kind of lumped in the Rwandan yeah, kind of yeah. history. Well, we kind of we kind of put them together. So yeah. it's the topic the, of the weekend, my, coffee tasting. So yeah, my basic uh, my basic thing is like if you are out looking for something interesting and you're you're trying to try any coffee support uh, like coffee areas that may need some development or some help. Uh, you know, think about trying a different coffee from a different area. Yep. Um, because. Um, you might wind up changing the world. Yeah, helping. Or at least the world of coffee. So give that a try. Um, And that's that. So let's do the... That's what she said! Not that. Oh my God, the buttons. I got the buttons all wrong this week. (laughs) Pac-Man just gives me this feeling of giddiness. Like there's all these tingles running up and down my nipples. And it's just this wonderful thing. Like, hey, look, it's Pac-Man. Yeah. And, And the next one. And that one. Yep. That's what she said! There you go. Okay. So... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to find my, the coffee that I had bought, if it's still up for... Okay. Go ahead. Conti- um, uh, what have you been into this week? Well, besides fixing my vehicles. Yes. Vuckles. Um, kind of took a, uh, a little detour from... Uh, and music a little bit, and went to uh, um, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. I'm sorry. Okay. What you don't like them? No, I continue. I just uh, I was, I, I, you know, the, their drummer passed away, <clears throat> um, quite unexpectedly a couple of years ago, and uh, I just I liked watching him play, and he was kind of a very entertaining player and stuff like that, and just kind of watching how he f- he f- um, he he figured stuff out, and you know, as far as drum parts. And he, mm-hmm. he was really good. He did a lot of a lot of push and pull of the of the song. He pushed the song when it needed it, pulled it when he pulled it when it needed it. Um, you know, he held back, you know, when it when something busy was going on with the guitars or the bass or the vocals, he held back on just playing a four on the floor. Mm-hmm. And when it was you know, when they were playing something when they were playing something very um say not so you know, flashy where they're going up and down on, you know, on the fretboard and stuff like that and just kind of chugging along, he would go and kind of do some flashy stuff behind the drum set. So he was balancing the band out. He's really good. Um, Jimmy Sullivan. He was a entertaining, fun drummer to watch and very uh, creative on how he did things. Um, Okay. But uh, it started to listen to like um, City of Sin, their first album, just kind of checking things out. It's like, man, they they were really good. Um, I remember when they first came, when they first... uh, it was a ber one of the one of the one of the show um, local shows was playing them, and they had them and they're like, hey, you know, this is a free, you know first time we're playing these guys. Check them out, you know, like kind of brand new area. Yeah, and uh, I was like, I remember hearing Bat Country and going, yeah, that's that reminds me of like old thrash stuff, you know, old dual guitars and you know where they're they're playing off of each other and going back and forth. So yeah, it was really good. So okay, just that you know, and fixing my cars, and that's it. Really? That's all I've been into. All right. What about you? Besides, um, besides your nostrils and sinuses. Oh God, I know this is, my allergies are killing me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I finally watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was great. Have you seen it? Nope. Okay. Um. 
I think that um, they did a pretty good job of of uh, coming up with a story that's very similar to the original Ghostbusters, but uh, is more of an homage and a tip of the hat to them yeah. than uh, than anything. And I think it was a really it, if you watched the first one and you loved the first one as a kid, you're gonna like this one. Yeah. Um, Aykroyd, Ramis, and Murray. Now let's go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ramus has passed away. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ackroyd's off the fucking deep end. And we're, trying, I guess. And we're keeping fucking, trying to keep Bill Murray away from <laughs> anything. I know, right? He, anything that'll hurt him. Um, yeah. So it's, um, it's, it was good. It was good. I liked it. So I would say it's worth, it, it's worth renting. Um, I saw it on iTunes, the store for like, it was like eight bucks. Okay. It's worth eight bucks. Right. Um, and I think that, um, uh, you know, it, it's definitely worth a uh, you know, it's right, worth a, okay. it's worth a view. Uh, that plus I've been into uh, the the, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, yeah. which is kind of fun. And I've also been watching The Boys, which is yeah, that you're showing yeah. me, you're telling me that. It was. So I've caught up finally. So I'm now current with you know the weekly releases or whatever that they're doing. Okay, cool. Um, what else have I been doing? Not much, just, uh, that's it. Working and, like, you know, I, I was out of work for a couple of days because yeah. of my leg, but I'm okay now. Everything's stubbed, fine. He stubbed his toe. Everybody, I'm fine. It's okay. He stubbed his toe. Yeah, I stubbed my toe, and, and I took two days off of work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's... Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here because um, I, I don't know. I've got things to do. We've all got things yep, to do. Yeah, i got so things to do. I got, got, I got I to grass to cut at home. Do you really? Yeah, yeah before it gets too warm. <laughs> Before it gets anything yeah so all right we'd like to thank you guys our listeners patreon.com slash pod we love your support anybody who is supporting we thank you very much yes um tiktok instagram and twitter is at sunday grand pod sunday uh sunday podcast is facebook it's all one word sunday grand podcast on facebook our gmail <laughs> is uh, sunnygrindpod at gmail.com uh, Artwork was done by Brianna Wardwell uh, at Brianna Does Art on Instagram. Go over and say hi. Check out her page. She's doing new stuff all the time. Um, what else we got here? Music was used and abused by Robert Brown and Crazy Dog Studios. That's me. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, I know you were waiting. I'm waiting. There, there's, there's cubes. <laughs> I, I, Things yep. you got to do. Yep. The allergies are kicking my ass. Yeah. Uh, we recorded live at Crazy Dog Studios every yep. Sunday morning at 7 a.m. That's us. That's us. And we are the Crazy Dog Media Group, LLC, PhD, VCR, VHS, yep. DVD, Esquire, Black Ray, <laughs> Blu ray. Yep. Something uh, like that. Anyway, tagline. Who the fuck gets up at Sunday at 7 a.m. to do a podcast? Uh, we do. Well, apparently we do. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.